Welcome to Go Home Heat, a sports entertainment podcast. I am KP. I am with Jushin via satellite-ish phone call. Um, satellites are involved. Satellites are involved. They're involved in everything, along with microchips in your nose. If you've had any form of testing done from COVID, because yeah. the because the government needs to know where I am at all times, because I'm up to big stuff. I do I, I do I do cool stuff. I'm that Yes. I'm that important. Correct, correct. We all are. Um, we'll get back to fiction, though, instead of, instead of you know. Okay, anyway. Raw starts. Lashley's mad at Riddle. Uh, beats him up backstage. Beats him up out front. Um, what did you think of this? Ah, uh, it's weird, because, you know... Matt Riddle's actually kind of a tough guy. He just keeps getting his butt kicked. I think the Vincent Man must think it's funny. <laughs> I do, I do kind of think. Well, he was on a roll there up until Sheamus, right? Which, yeah. which happened coincidentally right after he forgot his lines and didn't seem to care and just said he forgot his lines and motorboated off. Yeah. Well, everybody said Vince thought that was hilarious. But when Vince thinks you're hilarious, he starts thinking you're a comedy act. Once you become a comedy act, you end up the fuck authority. I will say this, though. Riddle got beat up pre-match, during match, for like two and a half segments. Uh-huh. And he still got a comeback after a lot of that bludgeoning and had a couple of near falls against the world champ. That match with Sheamus was... Was brutal. Oh, so it's perfect. not like they're book. It's, it's not like they're booking him to be a coward or anything. You know what no, I mean? No, no. He ha- he has not reached fuckasoric levels as of now. But no. Lashley did look like the destroyer. You know that that part was good, I guess. Um, how do I put it? Then we go into. So the main the, the the main storylines here on this episode are going to wind up being the heavyweight championship picture, which is clouded because Drew believes he should get another shot, and um, Braun believes that after defeating the incre- the incredible best in the world Shane McMahon and Randy and Randy Orton believes that because. Uh, Alexa somehow or another distracted the fiend long enough for him to win that they all now deserve world championship opportunities. Somehow Randy Orton's championship shot is justified by Vince McMahon's terrible booking decisions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's that's one current running through this whole episode, right? Is actually both of those are are pretty much responsible because of Vince McMahon's terrible booking decisions. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's going to be your main event, and they're going to get there through argumentatives and whatever he wants. And I had a feeling where we were going with all of this anyway. You see, the funny thing is about this week's WWE programming, I'm going to go ahead and cut to the chase. What's the name of the next pay per view? And what is it a backlash from? Russell Media. 
So what are most of the matches going to be? Redos. <laughs> I was going to say some form of revenge or not revenge over the events that happened at Mania. But, yeah. but you said it more eloquently than I ever could. Okay, so then we move on to the other plot line running through this thing. Rhea Ripley um, does a little bit of a promo backstage where she calls it the brutal new, new order, which is her being on top. And she is going to wind up having a match, a rematch with Asuka tonight, it seems as if. And the Viking Raiders are back. We do have, I heard that. We do have two tag team matches. But the tag team champs are not seen. The first of which are the Viking Raiders versus Cedric and Sheldon, no longer of the Hurt Business. I felt like this was a str- I was a little surprised that the Viking Raiders would come back and wrestle somebody that was going to take them two segments and almost beat them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I, I thought they'd get yeah. more of a squasher. But I did like the matchup. Uh, I don't like Cedric and Sheldon losing, but I do... I do Here's the thing. I didn't like the way we booked the Viking Raiders when they were with the Street Profits. No, that was terrible. So I don't mind us. I, I, I know it's a large leap to ignore that whole six-month program, right? But No, it's not. Let's do it. Let's, exactly. Let's go ahead and remember them for what they were when they were War Machine. Yeah. Or when they were uh, the... Um, the, the Viking Raider experience. Yeah. Which which was like the Jimi Hendrix experience, but without the um, music. <laughs> no. It's more both. Okay. So, you like the match, though? I did like the match. I thought it was a good match. I, I think, you know, like you said, I'm glad to see that. I have no problem. But, hey, this man will drop a plot line and never reference it again. So, I don't figure why we have to reference while we're beholden to their continuity at this point we can just say that never happened and the Viking Raiders are cool I, I agree, I agree totally now let's move on because Charlotte Flair approaches the ring in front of the Oscar Ripley match and she pretty much lays down a promo here I thought she did well um, she was arrogant she was frustrated She, man I almost thought she was going to give us the real dirty laundry yeah for a second there, but she did not. She kept it uh, kayfabe. She kept it, you know, the people in the back, not the people writing the scripts, but the people in the back um, that yeah. that are other female uh, talent are completely jealous of me. What was it? The, what was it? She said, "When your blood type is gold." No, that was that was Corey said. When your blood type is gold, you know how to make an entrance. And uh-huh. that, what she said was, she doesn't take advantage of opportunities. She is, she is the, the opportunity. opportunity. That was gold, right? Yeah, that's, that was Charlotte her best right there. Right. I thought she did great right here. Then as the two, as, as you know, Ripley comes out and Oscar comes out, she, she leaves. We get a pretty good little back and forth. Not as good as the night before, but it, it wasn't mania, so I get it. Um, also, there was a there. Was, what really hurt the match was one weird thing where Oscar, or uh, Rhea was going to put her up on her shoulders and do something with her, 
and she missed her and then she just, she just mm-hmm. like immediately went back to it without hitting her or anything and look yeah. man, I'm not a pro wrestler and flubs happen and all that but what we said before was when, when Asuka does something like that and it's her move she's smart enough to go into something else quickly right yeah Rhea that, that never happened right Rhea on the other hand when she slipped out the back door she should have shoved Asuka into the rope maybe suplexed her and then gone back to the move right you know what I mean? give me an excuse to understand why you, you could immediately do it again it's like when a mu- like a you know, young musician messes up a song, they want to restart the song. When a, when a veteran musician misses a note or something, they just keep playing. They just you know right. I fix this in the in the end. I'll just keep playing faster. And yeah. Nobody yeah. remember I screwed that up five minutes ago. Right. You got to move on. Or, or or any sport or performance, you know, live performance, whatever it is. I mean, you can't just stop. You have to move on. And if you yeah. If you, like you said, if you repeat your line, or if you you know dwell on a home run you gave up, or you dwell on a touchdown you gave up as a corner, you know th- that 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 hurts you throughout the rest of the time period, right? And, and in wrestling, it's the kind of thing where, especially now, if you make a mistake and you just move on quickly, like you never see Oscar's mistakes when she makes them on the internet. No. Right. But nowadays, if you make a mistake then it gets it becomes a gift you know what i'm saying over and over and over and people just play it over and over again and complain about the show because you have this thing well i'm not, i may have i may go on a tangent at the end of this thing about the world of just the world we'll see I, I, yeah dude I, I woke up <clears throat> irritated but we may get there we may not i'm gonna move on though for right now so i thought the match was fine charlotte charlotte comes, charlotte comes in Puts a whooping on both of them. Now she's, I'm assuming backlash will be some form of the three of them. Although Oscar and Charlotte are wrestling each other on Monday night. Boy, you know, it would be a real page turner if Charlotte beat Oscar again in a singles match because that hasn't happened a bunch of times. I, I don't. That'll change some. Do you think there's something. any, do you think there's any chance we get a result? I, Ripley's not going to come down there and jump them both? I think that's probably, but you never know. Vince McMahon might just decide that Oscar needs another L on her record. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we do have something. So, we, so anyway, the the it looks like right now, between now and SummerSlam, we are going to get Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, and Oscar in some format. I would guess Backlash is those three, and then I would guess SummerSlam is Rhea and Charlotte. That's, that's problem. I get that's a good that's a good bet. That's my guess on where we're going with this. And by the way, those should be phenomenal matches. Oh, they'll be great, dude. Right. And and like we said, Rhea could probably use somebody like Charlotte in her first couple of programs because she's not gonna be able to really carry the mic in those no. yet. You know what I mean? No. So and Asuka, as much as I love her to death. When she has to be the mad part of the rivalry, is it's a little tough, right? Like she can do yeah. it, but she's going to need some pushback. Yeah. And here, Charlotte I, can get both the, the pushback. Here's the only thing that bugs me about this program is that I thought they were about to torch Ripley heel, and I think that'd be a good move for her character. 
Right. I think she's a little bland as a babyface. I think everybody WWE does is bland as a babyface, just about. Well, so, you know, you know how AEW gets be better. You know how AEW gets around that. They hardly have any baby faces. Everybody's yeah. everybody like like Jericho was a heel for the, his whole run there. He's been a baby face for two weeks. Nothing he does is any different. Yeah, but it's not bland. No, no, no. Right? <laughs> Cody's Cody's supposedly a baby face. He acts like a heel half the time. You know, over oh, you know when he's out there. You know, it, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's not bland. But the reason is because there there aren't you know you have a couple handful of you know uber baby baby faces you know what I'm saying but um, well Mox ain't a real baby face no he's a tweener right I mean he's you know if if it's within your characters if it makes sense for your character to grab some barbed wire and go after somebody they're not a baby face which no. is okay you know what I mean that's one way to do it you know what I mean and it's it's an interesting way to do it. But like you said, when you when you do what they tried to do with Drew or they tried to do with Seth before he went heel, what they tried to do with uh, with uh, Rhea going around to all the different shows uh, before Survivor Series, being the face of NXT, you know? Yeah. It, it, it is just really hard to say, come on, guys, we're going to go get them. You know, it, it, you can do it one week. You can do it two weeks. Try to do it for six months is tough. Doing it like Cena did yeah. it. And Cena, if you noticed, eventually wound up being uh, smug, which is not exactly babyface, right? No, he was – he got to be to the point where it was almost a tweener by arrogance. Like, I know y'all hate me, and I'm going to play into it. You know, the kids like me. They're the ones who buy the T-shirts, so I'm still on the show, and y'all can all suck it. Pretty much is what I got off some of his performances. Correct. Which was cool, actually. I kind of like that. That's like, haha. What are you gonna do about it? Right. Right. So I'm gonna um, deny a thing with Mandy and them is next. We're gonna talk about that whenever the match happens. Alexa has a promo, and I guess my best guess on this Alexa thing is she split from it. it it's kind of like The Rock leaving. Um, the, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm bigger than this club now. She felt like she had absorbed enough evilness that she didn't, you know, once you start throwing fireballs and stuff, you don't need the other guy yeah. anymore, right? <laughs> Dude, don't try to make sense of this. Is that, is that what it was, though? I guess. I guess. What it seems like to me is Bray Wyatt has lost creative control, and we're getting other people's crap. Well, here's what I'm wondering, here, or, or, or more like what I'm, I'm thinking. When's the last time Bray Wyatt was Bray Wyatt? Like walking out, giving promos, being himself, being creative, other than just the fiend walking around messed oh, it's up. It's been a while. Right? And with the way they've done the character, they, they had painted themselves to where Okay, he's only going to be the fiend now, right? Which eliminates Bray. Yeah. Right. So, to me, maybe this was in an effort to a give you two <laughs> supernatural things, one in the women's division, one in the men's, but also to allow Bray to get more 
control over a fuller character, if that makes sense. Because did you? I love how. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. Let's just go with that. Well, let's let's just skip to that, okay? Bray's character comes out and does a funhouse thing, and he's he does a very strange. First, he tells us the fiend will be back at some point, right? He will return. Uh huh. But then he also starts talking about being reborn, and he goes from Mister from uh, evil Mister Rogers to evil um, fire and brimstone preacher pretty quick and easy. Yeah. Did you get that vibe too? Oh yeah. Well, he that was his, always his gimmick a little bit. He was close to that with the original Bray Wyatt character. Right, but did yeah. it feel like they kind of merged in front of us when we were watching? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. See, that's what gave me a little bit of hope, right? That's where I started going, oh, wait. Maybe this is so... Maybe Bray's got another avenue he wants to go in, and he just couldn't get there with Alexa. Or, or with... Yeah. He couldn't get there with a the clown mask on. Let me put it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll see. No, that makes sense. We'll see. That could be good. Yeah. Now, now, Miss TV rolls out, and he's got uh, the missus with him, and they're promoing that they're going to have their show on afterwards. He properly gives himself credit for getting Bunny over, um, which I, 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 I'm halfway kidding. Obviously, we all kudos to Big Bunny, uh, Bad Bunny, and to his new tour, and thank you for giving us a couple months of your life. Awesome. But, yes. Without the Miz, that doesn't work. Without Morrison, that doesn't no. work. And no. and Priest comes out and he's not having any of this. And this turns into somehow Priest accepting a two-on-one handicap match due to the cleverness of Maurice. And I thought it was pretty well done considering it was a two-on-one. Uh, the degree of difficulty for Miz and Morrison in street clothes was just through the roof. Through the roof, buddy. <laughs> The right guy won, though. Miss uh, Maurice the saves. Two guys won. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, three when you consider the fact that Maurice wound up having to save the Miz, right? Yeah. Well, she's always been his better half. Sure, but she gets on the rail. She gets on the apron for a second while the Miz. I think by this point, the Miz is in his underwear, right? He's fought. Yeah, he's he fought his, his underwear. He's fought his way from his suit all the way down to his skivvies, and. She saves, Miz gets the roll up, gets out of there. Um, I thought it was pretty well done because I, I, I know that we don't want, dude, we're getting Priest. Backlash is Priest Miz, right? Yeah, I hope so. So that's how we had to get there. And this was, I, dude. I really, really hope it's Priest John Morrison, but I, Miz is great too. I just want to see the spectacle that would be. John Morrison versus Damian Priest. Well, it makes more sense to do Morrison Priest at Backlash and then keep pushing this envelope to Miz Priest SummerSlam because that's the more... I have no problem with that. I think that's, that's, a, good, that's a good feud. It's a good feud for both guys. So, yeah, I have no problem with that being an extended feud. You get a couple different matches out of it. Yeah, well, we want we want Priest to be in something big, and right now he's not going to get a shot at titles yet. So let's put him in something because 
let's put him in something where he can have a couple of bangers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he can do that for sure with Morrison. And the Miz can do it too. The Miz can do it too. Yeah. Oh, man, he, with him and Priest, they can put on a great match. Another Miz weird – can pl- play him up. Another weird thing. Think about what all is encompassed when you're trying to write a show on Raw. They had to figure out a way to have – Basically, to write the Mrs. TV show into the program. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which totally explains the next segment. Nia Jax backstage earlier in the show is making fun of Mandy. Mandy kind of sets her up and jumps her with Dana Brooke, which turns into a match. They have a match, and not really because Nia slips twice after making fun of Mandy for slipping. Nia has now it's an anti bullying campaign, Justin. I can see that. I can see that. That's why they, they, they definitely don't bully the two people on the show who are a little weird and different than other people. Correct. They definitely don't bully them with normal looking attractive people picking on them. <laughs> and gra- that doesn't happen, Kevin. And gravity has become an ally of karma. Yes. As Nia somehow manages to slip and fall multiple times and get laughed at. And even yet, Mandy, who is furious about the way she was belittled on the, on the fall down, when Nia falls down, runs away because she doesn't want to fight Nia when Nia's mad. Yes. So we get a count out, a willing count out. This makes incredible sense to you. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant booking. Nice <laughs> trap ball was not as bad as it could have been, though. That's hard to do. Yeah, 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 correct, correct. Nice. Final purpose is hard, man. Ask Chevy Chase about it, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. When he used to, like, play the, the, the uncoordinated president and, like, fall into the Christmas tree and stuff on Saturday Night Live? Yes. Oh, that was gold. That was Cheryl gold. Ford, baby. Yes. Hey, maybe you can bring that character back now. <laughs> Very good performance. <laughs> MVP telling Drew it's over. And Drew, this is, this is where we wind up. Nothing's ever over here. Kofi and Woods clown on. Uh, I thought the Riker Elias Kofi Woods thing was well done. I thought the match was good. I, I'd like, if, if we're going to have a tag team division and we're not doing anything else with Elias and Riker, let them go out there and have good matches at least with people, right? Yeah, they're both good. And Woods and them go over like they probably should. And, all you know, you, you, you have the capabilities of a real tag team division. We got two good matches here with four good tag teams, and the champs weren't uh-huh. even involved. You know, we could do this if they wanted to, if they really wanted to invest. Now, we will talk about the, the Funhouse thing we've already talked about was next. And then we have the triple threat Orton Braun Drew. Orton and, Orton and Drew double team Braun early. Drew, um, have you noticed that when he does his choo-choo train running around a circle, he continuously runs into something like a chair or a camera or chair? Dude, how did he miss when he's running full speed around and he's planning on hitting somebody and they're standing there holding stairs in their hand? Big silver sparkling stairs and he just slaps his face right into it and we're not Are supposed to be okay with Shane McMahon might have been right about Braun we're not supposed to think Shane was right about him being stupid 
But he sure as hell ran face first into a set of stairs this week. I mean, I couldn't help when he's run when I see this coming, and he hits it and he and he's on the ground. I'm thinking to myself, oh, but but Braun. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Okay, Drew winds up winning. Uh, Randy hits the RKO. He's on there for the pin, and it was a smooth ending where the match was pretty good, dude. I mean, these guys are all you know. As much as I'm clown on Braun, if you can get him yeah. away from that one little stupid circle run. He'd be fine, you know? It's like what Otis did to uh, Worm. Caterpillar. And again, yeah. I get that you want kids to watch the show, and that's a spot that they're gonna, that a live audience is going to get excited for. I get all that, right? Uh, Why would they be excited for it? Well, because he's about to run into a chair or something. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's almost unseeable by the audience, isn't it, though? If you're in the crowd, because he's down around the apron... He's like eight foot tall. What well, helps? Yeah, and, and, and like the size of his head running around. He's like a yeah. Look, his head turning around in a circle. I want bet something's happening over there. He's like a really clever Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Not too clever, dude. It it stinks, dude, because they they literally write into the part. Like I I, I assume Braun is. You know, I, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Braun or or anything Braun's about this. Nice dude, Braun is apparently a really cool guy. Like, yeah, right, right. right. But but the the way they book these guys, you know, it was the same thing with the Big Show. They'd have him just walk into dumb situations, and it's like, oh, come on, man. Or you put Kali out there with a bunch of you know clown things and ask him to dance. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. Giant, giant. Are, are stupid, Kevin. Haven't you, haven't you read fairy tales? Dude, I forgot. You're right. My bad. My bad. You are right. You Vincent are... Man, his whole like his whole character motifs are based on like once upon a time. Jack and the Beanstalk. Giants are stupid. <laughs> Jack you know, and the Beanstalk. Heroes, heroes are Prince Charming. Mm. The good girls are Snow White, and the bad girls are are evil. <laughs> You know, I mean... Have fun storming the castle. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so what did you think about Raw? It was it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a here mess. Some of it was good, some of it was crap. You know. Agreed. Let's move on to SmackDown. Okay, we're back to SmackDown. We have Pat McAfee on, the, on his maiden voyage as commentator of SmackDown. We have Roman... I'm excited for this. Dude, he did great. He did spectacular. I enjoyed it. Roman J. Paul, head to the ring. Uh, Pat seems to be a heel announcer. Pretty quickly we figured that out, although we would have known that from his other characters anyway. I did think he did a very good job of seemingly marking out at how yes. great different things were. There were t like they may have to discount sell that front row behind the announcers table when they get to live audiences. <laughs> because he stood up many times when he got excited. Yeah, he did. You know? And, and, and he was like, I have never seen something that cool before. Oh yeah. Like, he saw the, over the sunset flip power bomb and stuff like that. Right, or just getting to call the 619. He's been watching yeah. it his whole life, right? So getting to call it was cool. Okay, so we'll go back to the, the actual stuff that happened. On, okay, Roman, 
I babe Ruthed it. I called my shot first. Of course, Paul, uh, Roman tells Paul to give us the accomplishments of the man that, men that he defeated. And of course, Paul obliges. And then Roman says, I called my shot. I smashed them. I stacked them up. And then they had to acknowledge me. And I thought this whole promo was great. Um, he says, you know, basically at the end, he said something to the effect of who will be next or who is next. And I thought, oh, my God, if Goldberg comes out, I'm going to puke because, you know, uh -huh. because of Raw, I thought that maybe this was possible. But Cesaro comes out instead, and uh -huh. which is great. Cesaro comes out. He's I'm, I'm ready. I'm fired up. And this is what heels are supposed to do. I'm ready yeah. for Cesaro to get nose to nose with Roman with a mic in his hand. And as Cesaro reaches for the mic, Roman and crew slowly walk away because that man does not deserve their attention. No, why are you even out here to talk to me? I thought that was great. What did you think? Perfect. I thought it was perfect, dude. It's, that, that, that was well done. Right. The storytelling looked cool. Right. Cesaro, furious, goes and finds Sonya and Pierce, and he wants a match with Roman tonight. Sonya says, well, I'll go. Sonya, slowly taking all the power away from Mr. Pierce. And he's kind of slow on the uptake, apparently. Yeah, he's going to figure it out when it's too late, which is the way we like it. Yeah. Sonya needs to be... The only reason why Sonya doesn't need to be the GM of all the shows is because I don't want her messed around with Raw right now. Not until no, something no. changes over there. Because I really love this show. And, and she's great in it. And I would love for P Adam to get moved over there to Raw. He's kind yeah. of a good, uh, I'm walking around here confused guy. Which yeah, fits confused. Which fits the Raw. You know, a brand. Yeah. And Sonya, uh, <laughs> a little bit conniving in her own way. <laughs> I meant that with the most love I had in my heart. So I don't know why you're laughing over there. But Sonya, on the other hand, calculating somewhat, uh, taking advantage of the things around her, opportunist type person. I can, I can totally see her as the, as the main person on SmackDown allied with Roman and Paul. I can too. I love it. Yes, yes. And so and then what I want is when she goes back to wrestling, I want Paul to manage her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, oh, my God, dude. Absolutely. So, Otis is going to wrestle Rey Mysterio here. We have the tag team partners out there with him, Gable and uh, Dom. I thought we got a very fast, very, very good matchup. I thought Otis looked great. Ray fought, fought from down under the whole time. He did swing the momentum enough to get the 6-1-9. And then when he went in, I didn't think there was any way he could win and it would make sense. And Otis did such a fantastic job because Ray jumps, what, over him onto his back, gets him in an iron cross. Odie flips himself onto his head and somehow does like a headstand with his arms paralleled out with Ray being the support system. In the crucifix. For yeah. the one, two, three. I that will point out two things about this. Mm -hmm. thing, thing one, it's a direct play to Bruce Lee from the fight in Enter the Dragon at the very beginning when he fights Samuel Hall. Oh, okay. So he's kind of built like Otis. Yeah. Compared to Ray's Bruce Lee. And he gets him with the crucifix in that. 
Two, if you look, his shoulder wasn't down. Not at first. You're right. Not it at first. Down and it never. It was on top of Ray's, Ray's leg, so it was never technically his. One of his shoulders was never down. Th- that's okay though, because I like it. It's wrestling. It looked cool. It was wrestling. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, so then we get uh, Michaela and Paul, and Paul. Uh, Paul's selling the the look, dude. The whole time she's talking to him. Oh my god. And Paul's like, um, you know, Cesaro is going to get his main event, by God. <laughs> With main event Uso. <laughs> main event Jey Uso. Oh, he's, he's a treasure. Yes, yes. So then we wind up with, um, sorry, I, I got a phone call there that I had to decline. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So then we wound up with um, Sami Zayn coming out to the ring. He was screwed. Logan Paul was a victim of the unilateral poisoning of the world against Sami Zayn, and then that You're threw pulling away from him, Kevin. That that threw Sami off his game, and that is why Sami would lose. Um, then we get a match between. Kevin Owens and Sammy, and I thought this was a fantastic match. They managed to do it a little bit different from the Mania match. Um, the Sunset Flip Powerbomb was so nice. You know what I mean? Uh, Hark, harkens back to that great Lucha Libre star, El Generico. You ain't lying. He dove into the gen- Generico a little bit. Now, he did decide he was going to take the count out when he saw things going south. And Sammy did, and then avoided the stunner long enough to have Kevin run him down, beat him up, throw him back in the ring, and give him the stunner. Did you like all this? Yeah. I did, did. It was fun. I just don't know where they're going with it, really. I love the matches, but it's like, I don't understand. Are we going to beat Fence into Sammy? Is that where we're going? That sooner or later Sammy's going to wake up and not be crazy Sammy anymore? Or what? what's the deal? I just don't know. I kind of wonder where it's going, but I'm enjoying it so far. I'm just kind of, like, you, what's the point? You know what would be a cool tag team if you can just figure out a way to do it? Kevin Steen and El Generico. I'm telling you right now. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would be a great tag team. And you can do it if you want to. If Kevin's willing. I mean, Kevin's good enough that I could see him saying, look, guys. I need to be doing rivalries by myself no matter what's going on. You know what I mean? But and yeah. building stars, win or lose. And I, I get that. And he's not wrong. And, but, but they're both so great. You know, I just – they can do whatever they want. I'm, I'm always going to watch them and enjoy it. Apollo says all of Nigeria cannot stop celebrating after his win. And Aziz, the former member of the Nigerian elite guard, is his uh, – the guy who helped him beat – Big Kevin, e? It's weird though, because that dude bears an uncanny resemblance to that Dabakato guy that showed up in Raw Underground. Doppelganger. Weird, right? Doppelganger. It's like Kofi's Jamaican cousin. Well, I. Who hasn't been seen in years? To some degree, I think that maybe Azi is not really from the elite National Guard of, of Nigeria. What? I, I'm, I'm thinking everything else in this program is completely 100% legit. <laughs> really? So let's move around. Go ahead. Wait, no. 
I, in, in fairness, though, I did look that dude up, and his dad is Nigerian. So he is, like, both of these dudes are actually, like, got Nigerian heritage. So yes. I think that's cool that they're playing off something that they're actually – I don't I don't technically dislike all this. I do think it's funny they retcon stuff and just, just expect us to ignore it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Commander of these – sounds like a cobra character from gi joe and yes. i'm totally down for it i hope he does it he had that spear and he slammed it on the ground when, when he wasn't looking i was like dude don't chop your toes off here on national television <laughs> but, uh, but uh i think this is gonna be fun I, I like i like evil nigerian prince apollo yeah it's like coming to america gone gone evil yeah down for it Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Street Profits are here, and they are ready to celebrate Bianca Belair. She comes out, gives a fantastic uber babyface promo about being yourself and believing in yourself. And the whole thing was great. And, again, what do heels do? Heels take your joy. And here we have this yeah. great moment, and we have Bianca turn to her man, her, her legitimate, real-life husband, and say, you get your work done, because all we wear in this family is gold. And she walks up the aisle, and the Dirty Dogs, the champions, come down, and we get a banger match. And, and uh, Montez gets it going, and he does the flip over the top rope, takes it both down, throws old boy in the ring, Dawkins slams him, he goes, l- jumps from the heavens, lands, one, two, three, Street Profits are chit. No, because no. Rude pulls him off. You get the turn of events. Uh, Mon- Montez has got Rude on the ropes, doesn't see the blind tag. Zigzag, which is perfect move for this scenario on a blind tag. The Dirty Dogs go over, and they just rip joy from us, and I loved it. I loved it, too. You know what else I loved? What? Dolph Ziggler's homage to Bianca Belair. How great was that? Dude, How? his hair tail that he had in. Oh, that was beautiful, dude. I love Dolph Ziggler, dude. Dude, it was so good. And only Dolph has made the horrible hair decisions to pull that off. Yeah. Well, Dolph and Morrison. But those are the only two people in the world that could have pulled that off. And you'd be like, well, that's Dolph. Or that's John. That's Dolph. And what's, yeah. what's funny is Dolph and John hang with The Miz, who never has a hair out of place. Never. And never yet, happened. And yet Dolph and Morrison, like, find all these really uh, complicated ways to look bad. Yeah, but their thing is, I'm so good looking, I can do my hair like this. Right. And right. I'm still good looking. I'm built perfectly. I make this work. Yeah. In Morrison's case, I'm literally a superhero, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can wear this ridiculous-ass haircut, if, and because I'm me, it looks cool. Yeah, if Daredevil could see, he'd be me, which would be cool for him, right? <laughs> yes. See how cool he was. Yeah, Doss, like, legit, you know, could, could, could whoop 75% of the people walking the planet with his wrestling skills, you know what I mean? And it, it, yeah. does, it doesn't matter, right? Okay. It doesn't matter. So, where do we go from there? Ah, that cont- c- continuous thread through this whole show is the UFO, and he does make the pop culture reference that we have acknowledged UFOs exist. Yeah. 
and, but also the UFO that Cesaro puts on Seth, we see it 50 times. And for people who thought we were going to get that UFO on Jey Uso at the end of this match, there's two things I think they were missing. One, for that UFO to work, you might have to be Seth or somebody like that. You gotta have some serious balance and core strength. You might need to be part kitty cat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Morrison could probably do it, you know what I'm saying? But There's he's like gonna be limited. Three or four dudes on the roster, I can say, I'm pretty sure you can pull that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but, but, so I just kind of was kind of laughing at the end there, but we'll get to that, okay. Moving right along, we have Natty versus Baszler. And I will just say this, I'm so over Baszler getting rolled up for a loss. Geez, they're having a pretty good match. Things are going okay. At this point, I look, I, I like Baszler. At this point, I, I just as soon see her lose straight up as to always have to lose. What are we doing? Her kryptonite, her kryptonite is I put my body weight on you? Yeah, it's not like I'm a elite level MMA fighter who's who's dealt with that before. It's just it's just dumb. It's the it's the it's the coward's it's way the, out of writing it. Intellectually lazy. It is literally the and coward's way out of writing it. If you're going to write Naya up as being this goofball, which they've already done as of last week, right? Then have Naya trip into yeah. her. Yeah. You know, and at least that way that starts the. That starts, you know what I mean? Come on, man. But anyway, so then, of course, when it's over, Nia goes to attack Natty and eats a boot to the face. And so this is the pro. We're going to get this at Backlash, another version of it. Um, I, I'm okay. I, I don't even have a problem with them redoing this match. I enjoyed the other one, and I, I wouldn't even mind. Look, man, to me, the Natty deserved the headline pay-per-views. They've done their time. They are, you know, integral to the whole progression of uh, women's roles in wrestling, along with the fact that they still can do it. Now, I didn't think, I honestly didn't think Tamina was still able to do it like she did at WrestleMania weekend. I don't know. Yeah. She was good. That you know, There are times when you've seen her over the years where it's like, man, she looks like she's sore today. You know, or yeah. maybe, maybe her knees aren't what they used to. She was good this weekend. Yeah. And, and, and that's probably... Uh, and, I, and I, like I said, I don't, I don't hate any of this. It's, I don't hate any of this pro, being a program. I just can't stand the way we're treating I, Naya and Shayna. Yeah, the, Naya and Shayna. Especially Shayna. Here's the thing. Would you do this to demolition? Would you have, if, if, if your tag team was demolition, remember demolition back in the day? Yes. Oh, yeah. Or the Steiner Brothers? Or the Heart Foundation, would you have them go out there and be goofs? No, no. Why are you doing it to the Viking Raiders and the Shayna Baszler and Nia, Nia Jax? Because Vince McMahon thinks it's funny. But it's the same There's, company. Vince was writing those scripts too. But he's got he's like now he plays comedy, man. He plays for comedy, and anything not the main event ends up being comedy crap half the time. And that's what we're getting here. We're not getting like well thought out. Let's be let's book these people like you would imagine. 
You got yeah. the biggest, most powerful female in the company. You got the most dangerous fighter fighting female in the company. We're peeing together. They're slipping down. They're losing the roll-ups. Haha, that's funny. I, I don't. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That, I think Shane yeah. ought, ought to take a page out of Ming's book and start just goozling people in the back. <laughs> But okay, but in defense of the show, though, this was only you know three minutes of the show. Cesaro, oh, actually less than that. Cesaro winds up another highlight footage. This time they focus on Seth's voice. Yes. <laughs> Which again, Sorry. it worked. Comedy works for Seth. He can be the f- buffoon and the and the villain both at one time. Yeah. You know. Okay, so Jay goes out there. And gives a quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you promo, which I, I love these from Jay. We get main event Uso versus Cesaro. We have a great, great matchup. The springboard corkscrew uppercut, that's incredible. Jay is really good at wrestling. And just as Cesaro is going to put, again, what do heels do? They steal, our, joy. they steal our joy. And just as Cesaro is going to put Jay in this thing and spin him to infinity, Seth attacks. He hits the rolling Judas effect as a shout out to the skull, the broken skull sessions. Um, then he runs. Then he uh, runs away. And he, and as we cut to credits to end the episode, he is screaming that this is over. It's never over. I am the end all, be all of this industry, and he has the craziest, most wild eyed look. Yeah. Oh. It's almost like that old Seth got into the old Bolivian Martian powder lately. <laughs> he does seem excited. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> 1980s excited. <laughs> yes. You know, with the suits, he could be Miami Vice villain. He could be the week of, villain of the week on Miami Vice. Or, yes. or any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> Yes, yes, he could be the villain from any, like, Commando. Yeah, he could be the villain. Or or even uh, the uh, he could be riding alongside with Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah, he could. Oh, yeah, he could. Let's fantasy book that movie. Wesley Snipes. That's a great movie. Oh. Well, that was a Stallone, though, right? Yeah, that one of them. You know what my favorite one of those was? Rising Sun. Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. Right, right. But, uh, uh... The thing about Rising Sun, though, is that a lavender milk cow suit might not fit in there as well as it would the other ones. You'd be surprised. They're Japanese, man. Culture makes a lot of allowance for suit color. <laughs> okay. All right, then. So what did you think? Now, first of all, how did, what did you think about the ending here? I, I liked it. I, right. I liked it. You, you, I, I kind of thought that they were going to put him in a program with uh, Roman. But apparently the Seth thing's not done. Which backlash, you mean, you know, give him two wins over Seth in a row. Really put the emphasis on it. You know, I'm fine with that. Well, here's and the thing. Have him, Go ahead. Have him come for Roman. Right. Right. We're going to wind up with Edge or Daniel, right? Yes. At backlash. I'm guessing. And then I think we get, dude, if we could get Cesaro on the main stage of SummerSlam, win or lose... Oh, yeah. Just gold, right? Oh, magic, magic, man. I think that'd be a great moment. 
I do too. From the live audience. I do too. I do too. I, I can't. So this is a wrap. And you, you had a good week of wrestling. Sarcasm yeah, is your friend. Sarcasm is your friend. Yes. No, no. Uh, Raw was, had moments. It was good. But SmackDown was good. Almost all of it. Yeah, and absolutely. Well done. Absolutely. All right. So thank you. This is a Go Home Heat production copyright 2021. Check out our friends at Skin Project. And go home.